Amen. So we are listening. Galatians 5 and 22. Sister Gina, she, she knows where we're going. Um, even though it is the beginning of the year, uh, we didn't get a, the opportunity to finish the series of studies that we were doing on the fruit of the Spirit as we concluded last year. But I, I do feel the need to uh, keep on on this path uh, of the fruit of the Spirit. There are so many things that will be a blessing and a, a help to, to your life and to our church yes. uh, if we can get a hold of this uh, understanding this morning. Galatians 5 and 22, it reads, that, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Everyone say faith. Faith. Faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And uh, we got halfway through last uh, time we taught on the subject of faith. And we're going to just continue on that same vein here this morning. Uh, And uh, we began to let you know a little bit last time, if you recall, uh, the implications or the understanding of what that word faith is. Uh, that has been inputted in the fruit of the spirit lineup, if you will, uh, what it means for our lives and the uh, effect it will have upon our lives. Uh, we began talking, uh, letting you know that the book of Galatians was written to the church of Galatia, not uh, written to uh, folks that did not yet know the Lord. And so we can gather from that that the word faith that is used here in this lineup of the fruit of the spirit is not talking about an initial faith in God, uh, but is talking uh, more broadly about the the full fuller sense of the word faithfulness. And we began talking last time about uh, what that means. Uh, we we uh, ventured into talking about how we can uh, understand the faithfulness of God and what that looks like. Uh, because first we have to have a glimpse of what. God's faithfulness is before we can begin to talk about what our faithfulness should look like. Uh, We talked about how that uh, he is faithful in his covenants and his promises. He's faithful in salvation. He is faithful in our trials. And he is faithful even when we are not faithful. Uh, And then where we pick up here this morning is about our faithfulness. And... You know, it would be wonderful if everybody was here already, uh, but we can't continue to hold up the ship, if you will. uh, And we have to just continue to go forward. But if we as the church and those that are here today could get a grasp and get a firm understanding of our faithfulness. Amen. The church locally and at large would be a whole lot more established and better off. Yeah. Since the Holy Ghost that dwells with us is God's spirit, it is a faithful spirit. Therefore, in manifesting the fruit of the spirit, we too must be faithful. If the God that we serve, if we understand from scriptures, the Bible says God is faithful. And if we get that same spirit of God in our lives and we allow it to be manifested in our lives, then we too will be faithful unto the Lord. Uh, the first part of our faithfulness must be our faithfulness to God. To the God that we serve 
We have got to be faithful. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Increase our faith. The disciples were expressing the same way that many of us feel. uh, That we want more faith. And we feel that if we had more faith, then we could be better Christians and do more for God. But what they needed and what we need is not more faith today. Uh, because everybody's been given the measure of faith. We simply have to exercise it. Yeah. But what we need today is faithfulness. Amen. People to be faithful to their God. Jesus goes on in this passage of scripture to tell them that they have faith. But what they need to do is to go beyond what is expected of them. Faithfulness today goes beyond a duty and an obligation, and it responds out of love and out of gratitude. Amen. Understanding that because God has been faithful to me, I have an obligation and a duty to be faithful to Him. God has been consistent in loving and reaching for me and helping pick me up, amen, when I fell. And I have to exemplify the same faithfulness in my living for the Lord. That type of faithfulness will keep you committed. Amen. Even when the feeling is not there. Even when you don't feel like getting up and getting ready for church or getting ready and heading to the house of God for a Monday night prayer meeting. Amen. A spirit of faithfulness, the spirit of God, if you will allow it to work in your life, it will drive you, amen, to be faithful to your God. Because your God has been faithful to you. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 24 and verse 45 says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Jesus considers the individual who is busy doing what the Lord commanded In his kingdom to be faithful and wise. If you take a a moment and read that again. You have it up here, Sister Gina? Matthew chapter 24 and verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? He is telling you, I'm going to describe for you what a faithful and wise servant is is what it looks like. And then it begins to say, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. And the next verse, if you have it. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Amen. Ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Amen. A faithful and a wise servant uh, is one that is busy doing what the Lord has commanded him to do. A few verses later, he calls the servant evil that is not faithful and who has not been busy about the Lord's work. This gives me... Amen. An understanding that I must be busy in the kingdom of God. Yes. I must be engaged in the work of the Lord. 
If I am not using the talents and abilities and time, talent, treasure that the Lord put in my at my at my hand, at my fingertips, and I, I, I forego the opportunity to allow the Lord to use me, then I become an evil and slothful servant. Amen. I want to be a wise and a faithful servant that takes the things that God has endowed to me and puts them to use in the kingdom of God. I want to be involved. I want to be faithful. I want the Lord to be pleased with my life. I want the Lord to use me. I want to be faithful. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 through 20. Matthew 25 and 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. He multiplied them. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained another two. So five went to ten and two went to four. But he that had received one and dig in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And he and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Again, you see in this passage of scripture that God has entrusted people with valuables from the kingdom. Amen. The talents that uh, was given to the individual, the, those individuals in this story, they were first talents and treasures of the kingdom of God. And God said, I'm going to see if I can entrust this individual with five talents and that individual with two talents and this one with one talent. It was, the, it was a gift from the Lord. God put it in that person's at that person's disposal in their hand and he wanted to see what are you going to do with the things that I've entrusted you with. Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to be wise? Are you going to be prudent? Are you going to be able to dig out something else from the earth and and develop something more? Are you going to be able to uh, further the kingdom of God and use in the kingdom of God? Amen. The Bible tells us as this story would conclude the uh, the end result, the end of the story was the man that had five talents and multiplied it into five more. The one that had two talents and multiplied it into two more. The Lord would tell them, well, well done, good and faithful servant, enter down to the joy of the Lord. But the one that had just one talent and hid it in the field and did not use it, the Lord cast him into outer darkness. God expects us, amen, to be reproducing, a reproducing. God expects us to be reproductive, amen, to use the things that He's put in our hands for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to the man or the woman today that sits on the talent and the abilities that God puts into their hands, to that type of person, God is not pleased, amen, with the individual that sits on their talent and buries it in the field and doesn't use it for the kingdom of God. God wants, amen, there to be value that comes back 
into the kingdom of God. He expects a profit on his investment when he returns. He expects a profit on his investment. So I'm asking someone here today, what is the thing that God's put in your hands? What is your talent? What is your ability? What is the thing that God said, here you go, this is for you to use for the kingdom of God? Come on, brother. Have you just found a secret uh, place in a field and dug a hole and just buried it in the ground and forgotten about it? Or have you said, okay, God, I may not have what the person across the, the church has. I just got this one simple talent and ability, but I'm going to use it for all it's worth. God, I'm going to put myself to work in the kingdom of God. Whatever time, talent, treasure you have, put it in the Lord's hands and God will multiply. God will bless and God will anoint it and there will be things you discover along the way of things you didn't know was available to you as a child of God. God, amen, has some great things, great treasures with your name on it. And even the things that you have today, amen, if you'll be a wise and faithful and prudent servant and say, God, I want to make sure that I develop this skill, this ability. I want to develop this talent. God is looking for someone that, that will hone their skill, their craft, and he'll bless them abundantly. More and more. More and more. The faithful servant who received the one talent was considered unfaithful and unprofitable because he hid his talent in the earth. His faith did not matter at the Lord's return. His excuses did not matter at the Lord's return. What mattered was his lack of faithfulness and profitability. Luke chapter 16 and verse number 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? We could talk a little bit about tithe and offering here right in this scripture. If you can't be faithful in just uh, paying a $10 tithe from a $100 increase and, and you want God to bless you and help you out financially, amen, God can't even trust you with $10. And you want God to bless you with $100 or 1000 God says, I, I, I'm talking about the small things. You say, what does $10 matter? The church doesn't need my $10. It's not going to make a a difference in the grand scheme of things. But what what we'll do is make a radical difference in your financial situation, in your attitude, in your mindset. When you say, God, this is a small thing. It's not going to make any big difference, but it will make a difference in my life. As I place my trust in the Lord. And I've said it before. If you can't trust the Lord with your finances. How can you trust him with your soul? How can you trust him with your eternity? If you can't trust him for the next seven days. For God to make a difference in your finances. How are you going to trust him for all of eternity? It's got to be the small things that we render to the Lord. And we say God. It may not be much, but God, you've given this to me. 
And I give it back in obedience. I give additionally upon, uh, in addition to the tithe, I'm going to give an offering because I, I recognize your goodness and your faithfulness. What would happen in a, this church if every single person, amen, uh, was was doing what we're talking about this morning, was faithful in their tithe, faithful in their offerings, uh, the talents and treasures that God has given them as a person. They were, they were developing them and they were, they were giving them to the Lord. And there was people that were doing all sorts of things and busying themselves in the kingdom of God. This would be a radically different church if everybody got this revelation and understanding. And the impact would be untold because somebody in an apostolic church got this revelation and got this understanding. Yes, Praise God. When God decides whom to impart those things of spiritual value, He looks at our faithfulness in all the areas of our life. When God is looking to impart these things, He looks at our faithfulness. He's looking for our faithfulness also in our walk with Him. Areas of faithfulness we must have to the Lord is being faithful in prayer, being faithful in reading the Word of the Lord, the Bible, being faithful in what we're doing here this first 21 days of the new year. This is not something that we just do once a year and we never uh, push the plate away again and fast. But this is, if nothing else, also to be an introduction to in your life of the element of fasting. And what it can be and should be in your life. And it shouldn't be something that we just do once a year. But there should be, uh, I, would, I would even dare to say there should be at least once a week where you push aside the plate in your, your weekly uh, living. And you say, God, I'm going to give every uh, Wednesday afternoon lunch to you, God. I'm just going to pray and fast every Wednesday afternoon lunch or, or every Wednesday uh, the whole day I'm going to give it to you God I, I'm just going to make this commitment this tradition in my life that there is an area that I'm going to continue to be faithful to the Lord in my fasting in my prayer and there uh, you can you can hear about other people that did 40 day fast and 21 day fast and 30 day fast but if you fasted every Wednesday of every week for the whole year you would have fasted 52 days in the entire year. Amen. Just being faithful before the Lord. Amen. Just going closer to the Lord. And all the, the untold blessings you would receive on that Wednesday night service because you came to church with the mind ready to receive and a heart sensitive to the voice of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Not just our faithfulness to the Lord we're talking about, but even our faithfulness to others. We have the responsibility to be faithful in every relationship that we have. The Holy Ghost that is in us is a faithful spirit. And we are to manifest that same faithfulness and consistency with others. We're to manifest it in our friendships. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17 and verse number 17. A friend loveth at all times. At all times. Amen. Don't be. I know we have this in our church. But it, we should just always uh, revisit. Don't, don't be a drama queen. Don't be up one day and down the next. Yeah. Be a true friend. Amen. That the Bible says loves at all times. All right. Proverbs 18.24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Proverbs 27.10. Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. 
Be faithful in your friendships as long as they are uh, living for the Lord. And, and be faithful in, in, your, in your marriage. Ephesians 5 and 31 says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Faithfulness in a marriage is the only way to stay as one flesh. Yes. And then also there ought to be faithfulness in our business relationships. This is something we probably don't talk a whole lot about. Uh, but don't be the person that's high five and, and on fire for God the altar, but you go out and, and every one of your business contacts doesn't think very highly of you because of your ill dealings in business or your lack of integrity. Be faithful in your business relationships. You say, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. Be faithful in your job with your other relationships that you have at work. When the early church needed men to oversee the day-to-day business of the assembly, the, the church of God, they looked for faithful men of good report. Right? That's good. They looked for faithful men of good report and full of the Holy Ghost. Could it be said of you if we go to your job and ask your co-workers, what kind of person is Brother Raul or Brother Noah? And if they would say, uh, well, I mean, you know, when they're happy, they're happy. When they're sad, they're really sad. You know, just don't touch, don't talk to them on Mondays because Mondays are really hard for them. Or could they say, you know what, that person is just consistently smiling. They're, they're just the most honest person. I would trust them with my uh, only child or whatever it would be. Have that good report. In Acts chapter 6 and 3, here's the scripture. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Some would say, well, I want to I do something. I want to be on the platform. Be faithful. Be full of the Holy Ghost. Exercise wisdom. Amen. We can't just have anyone doing anything. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7 says, Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without. A good reputation is not only necessary within the church, but also in the world. Uh, and there's other uh, examples we could talk about. Uh, we could even talk about the uh, King Solomon. The reputation of King Solomon uh, preceded him. Uh, his reputation and his the extent of his kingdom went throughout the entire world. And the Queen of Sheba, who traveled for hundreds of miles, uh, not by uh, Corvette, not by airplane, but by camelback, began to make her way across the globe so she could meet this person that she had heard about. Amen. Would somebody do that for us? Could, but I, I, I want to say like this. I believe we can reach a place. Hear me today. I believe Abundant Life Center could reach a place where people would drive for hours to see what and how we're doing church here in Lathrop. If we can get to a place where we say, God, I want to be faithful over every area of my life, everything you've entrusted me with. I want to give God my very best and develop my skills and abilities and talents. For the kingdom of God. And, and God, I want, it to be multi- I want it to be multiplied in your sight. Yes. Amen. I believe that that same magnetic attraction that King Solomon had, this church can have. And you, we could talk a, a whole lot longer about the 
that magnetic attraction, that draw that a particular group of people will have in their world. And I want to conclude with uh, talking about the rewards of faithfulness. It's not just uh, me telling you, be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. The Word of God is telling us about faithfulness. It's given us examples about faithfulness. But it also tells us the rewards of faithfulness. And this is where we get everybody's attention. Amen. God has never asked anyone to be faithful that he did not reward. Abraham, the father of the faithful. Abraham became the father of many nations. And we, our kids still sing about Abraham thousands and thousands of years later. Right. A reputation and a legacy that lives on. Amen. Abraham, uh, the father of many nations. Moses, that faithful uh, man of God that God used, became the deliverer for Israel and the greatest leader of men the world has ever known. But he became faithful. He really began to exemplify faithfulness on the backside of the desert when nobody was watching. Right. When he was all alone and nobody would care. And nobody would look twice at Moses. And there he was in absolute obscurity uh, just being faithful to the Lord for 40 years in the wilderness. And God said, I'm going to reward that faithfulness, Moses. I'm going to make you the the ruler over my people. You're going to be the deliverer over my people. You're going to lead the greatest exodus that this world has ever seen. And there's going to be people write books about you as the the greatest leader that ever walked on the planet. David was established in the lineage of the Messiah. Simon Peter preached the birthing message of the New Testament church. And John ultimately left the island of Patmos for that place that he had visions of the rewards of a faithful man or woman of God are untold because of the things that God has in store for his people. The word of God emphasizes the rewards of faithfulness. Proverbs chapter 31 and 23, For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. The Lord preserves the faithful. Right. In other words... God keeps you and me from uh, decay, keeps us from harm, keeps us preserved, keeps his hand upon us. God keeps his hand upon faithful people. God keeps his hand upon faithful people. Proverbs chapter 28 and 20 says, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. I... I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't want the blessings of the Lord because I I am desiring God to bless me. And if I want God to bless me, I'm going to be faithful in what I know to do. Matthew chapter 25 and 21, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. This faithful servant in Matthew 25, amen, God made him ruler over many things. And God gave him the greatest uh, reward that anybody has ever experienced. It's the reward of getting to heaven. Amen. The reward of faithfulness. There's that we cannot begin to exhaust all of the rewards and the things that God wants to do for his people. And I'm going to conclude and close with this today. Perhaps no one exemplifies faithfulness in the life of a believer like the Apostle Paul. He went from being fiercely faithful in defending Judaism. 
against the supposed heresy of Christianity to becoming a pillar of Christianity. And by his example and by his written words, we are given insight to the faithful heart of this man. When he said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for he for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. He had already proven himself faithful to the Lord. He knew what it was to be faithful when the adversities of life and the ministry arose. What Christian is not stirred to a deeper level of faithfulness when they read the immortal words of faithfulness in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. He says, are they not... Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent, in deaths oftentimes. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Three times was I beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep or lost at sea. For a day and a half lost at sea. Amen. In journeys often in perils of water. In perils of robbers. In perils by mine own countrymen. In perils by the heathen. In perils in... He's just going down the list here. He's just going down the list. All of these things the Apostle Paul had encountered. In perils in the wilderness. In perils... In the sea, in perils among false brethren. Anybody get tired yet of hearing the sob story? He, he can outdo any one of us. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, amen, not being able to uh, be restless, be, be restful to having to watch his back. Uh, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often. What we're doing here today, he did it oftentimes, did it all the time. In cold and nakedness. Wow. I guess I don't have any excuses, Pastor. I guess I'm, my story is not looking too good anymore. I guess my uh, sore throat as a reason why I can't uh, come to church is not looking too good today. Besides those things that are without, these are the things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. It's not just the external pressures upon my life. But it's also the internal stuff I dealt with as a, an apostle. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. You see, our faith is not proven in whether or not we believe God for answers and deliverance. But our faith is proven in what we do until that answer or deliverance comes. All right. Praise the Lord. You say, well, uh, that person has great faith because look at all the miracles they have. The other person doesn't have great faith because they haven't seen the miracles. But can I tell you, the, the faith that is exemplified in someone that hasn't seen the answer or deliverance, but yet still believes God that he's a healer, that he's a miracle worker, amen, that God is able to sustain me, that God's able to keep me. You look at the faith uh, of the three Hebrew boys that were going to get cast into the fiery furnace. Even if our God doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow. Right. 
because God's been faithful to me. I'm going to be faithful to Him. I'm going to trust in the Lord. Only Paul knew well that being faithful to God had an ultimate reward. And only a man truly convinced of the truthfulness of God and God's faithfulness to him and his faithfulness to God could pen the following words as his own eulogy. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6-8. I have a feeling today that if the Apostle Paul could speak again here in this church, amen, to you and to me, his words would be, Go thou and do likewise. The, the way that I've lived for the Lord, the, it was the Apostle Paul that said, follow me as I follow Christ. Yes. Those things that, I, uh, that, I, that exemplified my faithfulness to God. Amen. That, that's just my story. You've got your own story. But you as well can overcome insurmountable obstacles. You can overcome obstacle after obstacle. Oh, You can get over hurdle after hurdle and still be faithful to God. You can, uh, God forbid, have to die in your sickness and still be faithful to God. Still be faithful to God. Because God has been faithful to us. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? And why don't we just stretch our hands towards heaven here today? And why don't we take a few moments and just begin to worship the Lord and talk with Him here this day. God, we love you today, Jesus. We love you today, Jesus. We give you praise and glory and honor, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to your people today. We give you glory and honor today, Lord. We magnify you. I pray, God, that you would impart, Lord, the spirit of this message to your people here this morning. Impart the spirit of this message to your people this morning to be faithful to their God in the good times and in the bad times. God, I pray, Lord, that you would move us forward in you today. God, we worship you. We magnify you. God, I want to take a few moments here this morning and just simply tell you how much I want to take a few moments this morning to tell you, God, that I appreciate all you've done for me. All that you are to me, Lord.